Sketch 18 of Modern Monologues by Marjorie Benton Cook. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Stage directions read by Thomas Peter. Mrs. Payson de Slyster, read by Linda Olson Fytak. Elmira Beecham, read by Linda Olson Fytak. Stuttering Young Woman, read by Emma Charlotte. Dressy Young Woman, read by Emma Charlotte. Pearl, the Child Wonder, read by T.J. Burns. Sketch 18. At Madame Newbery's. Scene. Madame Newbery's Fashionable Finishing School. Discovered. Jane Mortimer, secretary to Madame Newbery, sitting at the office desk and interviewing candidates. Enter, with immense empressement, Mrs. Payson de Slyster and her daughter Eleonora. Mrs. Payson de Slyster, in a large and mellifluous voice accustomed to command. I wish to see Madame Newberry. Will you send in my card? She is busy, you say? Well, I am Mrs. Payson de Slyster. No doubt she will see me. She makes it a rule to see no one during teaching hours. Dear me, how tiresome. I suppose I could come again, but it would inconvenience me greatly. Hesitates. Well, I suppose I could transact my business with you, if necessary, but I would prefer to deal with Madame Newberry direct. I wish to make some inquiries about the school, preparatory to placing my daughter, Eleonora, in Madame Newberry's charge. How large is the school? Indeed, that's unfortunate. I should have preferred it smaller. Are there really nice girls in the school? Ah, Eleonora has associated with none but the best. Of course, and I should not wish her to form any ties with ordinary persons. I do not wish her to study much. She is not strong. Oh, yes. What do you teach? She takes catalogue from secretary and reads aloud. Voice culture, music, dancing, fencing, pronunciation, deportment, Reading, French, German, and elocution. Languidly. Mm-hmm, these do very well. With more interest. Will she learn to enter a drawing room? Good. And to converse on topics of a... interest. Conversation classes, you say? Literature, art, science, politics. Is that the sort of thing they discuss? I didn't mean that sort of topics of interest. I meant the sort of talk that one needs at a dinner. I do not wish her to learn to discuss politics. It's no topic for a lady. Besides, I wouldn't have Eleonora become a strong-minded woman for anything in the world. I have always formed her opinions for her, and I have been very careful what she learns. 
the main difficulty with Eleonora is her shyness. I can't imagine where she gets it, not from my family, nor her father's either, I'm sure. It's a great trial to me, a great affliction. I've brought her to Madame Newberry to have this overcome. I feel convinced that it can be trained out of her. Of course, in society today, a shy woman doesn't get anywhere. None of Eleonora's friends are shy, I am sure, and she has always been sent to the most expensive schools. I really don't see where she gets it. Well, I hope you can do something with her. Now about the hours. Of course, I do not wish her to study outside of school hours. She always gets so interested in her work that she is absolutely good for nothing else. Of course, I do not wish her school to interfere with other things. I have always thought too much study unhealthy for a young girl. Well, then she can begin on Monday. At nine? Dear me, that seems very early. Is it really necessary that she should be here at nine? Well, it seems a barbarous hour to me. Her name? Oh, yes. Eleonora Payson de Slyster, 32 Astor Court, age 19. Suppose you just put down on that card, Special Attention to Shyness so Madame Newberry will not forget. I will send you a cheque today. What is the... Uh, uh, oh, is that all? Why, I paid five hundred more at her last school. Are you sure that really nice girls are in this school? Well, she may try it a week or so. I think that is all. Come along, Eleonora. Good morning. 2. Enter a gentlemanly-looking young woman with a strong jaw and a long stride. She speaks in a tiny, thread-like voice, which is unspeakably funny in connection with her mannish manners. She speaks. Is Madame Newberry here? Well, I want to speak to her. When will she be at leisure? Oh, you're her secretary, are you? Well. You do just as well. I'm a lecturer, and I wish to develop my voice a little bit. I have understood that I could have it done here. What sort of lecturer? Why, I'm Elmira Beecham. Haven't you ever heard of me? I'm one of the best-known lyceum lecturers in the West today and before many years have rolled away the whole length and breadth of this land from the grey Atlantic to the blue Pacific, shall ring with the name of Beecham. No, I'm no relation to the Liverpool man. My desire is to become the greatest reformer of our times. All can see that the times are out of joint, that society, conventions, matrimony, the family, the state, and the nation all need revolutionizing. All can say that, I say, but few have the power to undertake such reform. This is the task I've set myself. I intend to move thousands by my eloquence, 
to arouse them to some realization of the frightful condition of things in general. How do I expect to accomplish this? Ah, that is my secret. It is the most comprehensive plan evolved by the human brain since the days of Napoleon. I have had it copyrighted, and when the time comes, I'll astonish the world with it. The only thing I need now is a little more voice, and I've come to Madame Newberry to get it. I only have a few weeks to spend in this city before starting on a tour of Dakota, so I thought I might get my voice improved before I start. She could only give me the principles of voice development, you say? Well, if I like her, I may come back after the Dakota trip. Do you think I could take a lesson this morning? I don't want to miss any time. It's 10.30 now. See that watch? The people of Osceola gave that to me as a thank-offering for showing them in what frightful slavery they live. Strange that you never heard of me never heard of my lecture, Reformation of the Universe? Here's some of my clippings. See this one from Witches Gulch, Texas. Miss Beecham's lecture, Reformation of the Universe, is one of the unchallenged literary triumphs of the age. You think it wouldn't pay me to study for a few weeks, you say? She couldn't do anything with my voice in that time? Why not? I've got a very good voice indeed. All I want is a little more of it. Well, you needn't hem and haw about it. I expect there are other places where I can get a naturally fine voice brushed up a bit, where they'll be only too glad to have the name of Elmira Beecham enrolled upon their roster. She makes a dignified but haughty exit. 3. Enter sweet-looking girl with retiring manner. She blushes and seems to hesitate before speaking. I w w want to sp sp speak to m m Madame Newbury, p p please. Oh, you're the s s secretary, are you? Well, I w w w want to l l learn to con con converse you see i st 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 stutter a li little and i th th thought that p p probably she c c could c c <sighs> cure me i've always recited a g g good d d deal and everybody at her, her home thinks i could g g go on the st Stage. If I only did n not st stutter a l l little, I can do the b b balcony scene f f from R Romeo and Ju Juliet by Shakespeare, the one ab ab about R R Romeo R R Romeo, where for art the the thou R R Romeo. I pl played both parts when I gr graduated from her, her high sc school, and everybody said that it was as g g good as j j Julia Ma Ma Marlowe. I could do the two p p parts for 
you, you if you w w want me to. Of c c course, if I st st stuttered very badly, I c couldn't th th <laughs> think of going on the st stage. But I th thought that m m Madame Newbury m might cure me in a m month or so. Oh, y yes, I have b b been to a sc school of st stuttering. I was there a y y year, but I didn't l l like the m m method there. You don't th th think she could cure me if a regular doctor couldn't? Well, I'd rather see m m Madame Newbury herself if you don't m m mind. At t t ten tomorrow. Well, well, I'll be in and do the balcony s <laughs> scene from R R Romeo and J Juliet by Shakespeare. G -g Good bye. Four. Enter a very dressy young person who switches into a chair. She speaks. This is a school of acting, isn't it? I want to take a few lessons before going on the stage. No, I haven't studied before. That is, not much. I don't believe in studying much. It takes all the naturalness out of you. Well, I haven't decided yet just what sort of actress I'll be. I can do tragedy and comedy both. I can do the potion scene from Juliet and the sleepwalking scene from Lady Macbeth. The elocution teacher down home said he never heard anybody do the potion scene any better than I do it, and he'd heard most every great actor there is. I do a lot of other things. Do you know a play called A Woman's Wrongs? Well, it's the saddest thing you ever heard. It always makes everybody cry. I almost always cry myself when I do it. Oh, it's a grand thing. I'm just crazy about getting on the stage. Of course, my family aren't for it. They think it's awful. But if you're born for it, you might as well go ahead. I think you ought to do what you're cut out to, don't you? Everybody says it's easy to get into a good company if you come out of one of these stage schools. So I thought I'd try this one. How long do you think it would take me to get ready for the stage? Ten years? For goodness sake, do you suppose I'm going to waste ten years getting ready? Why, in ten years I expect to be at the head of my own company. Doesn't take long to be a star now. All you have to do is get in with some pushing manager. I have thought some of grand opera. I can sing a little. I always sang in the choir at home. We gave Esther once, and I played the lead, and everybody was crazy about it. Whenever there's a party at home, they always ask me to sing something from Grand Opera or the Rosary. It goes like this, you know. She sings the Rosary, unaccompanied and wandering aimlessly from key to key. 
I think I'd rather be an actress, though. You have to be so careful when you're a grand opera star. Can't eat much, nor stay up late. You don't think this school is what I want. If it's going to take you ten years to get me ready, I'm sure of it. I just want a few months' work and then a position. I think the school ought to guarantee the position in a good company. You can't do that. Well, then, that settles it. I'm sorry. I suppose I would have been a good advertisement for you. But I have to think of myself, you know. Goodbye. She sails out. Five. Enter a small girl, overdressed, quite unaccompanied, and bearing all the marks of a stage child. She speaks. I'm the little girl the lady came to see you about yesterday. Yes, I'm Pearl. Pearl, the child wonder. They call me on the bills. I'm a vaudeville actress, you know, but I'm out of an engagement now, so somebody told my mother I ought to go to school while we're laying off. I can, because we're flush now. Because I've made good everywhere. I tell you, Pearl the Child Wonder gets the hand everywhere. I told her I wouldn't come to any reading, writing, arithmetic school, because I hate them. But if I was singing and dancing and all that, I'd just as soon. Oh, I do song and dance and pieces with lightning change. Didn't you ever hear of me? For goodness sake, where have you been living? I've been touring the U.S. for ten years. Oh, yes. They always bill me eight years old. People like you young, you know. But, honest to goodness, I'm twelve. Oh, no. I don't get tired of it. I'm used to it. It's laying off like I am now that makes me tired. That's why I'd just as soon come to your school. What are you going to teach me? I'll do a turn so you can see what I can do. She recites Little Mabel, Little Mabel, with her face against the pane, etc., in a sobbing voice, with very accurate gestures. Then she does the inevitable Swiss mountain song with yodel chorus, doing a sort of clog dance. One of my hits is the Floridora Sextet. She sings the sextet, leaping from the place where the man stands to the place where the girl stands. She does it very solemnly. Do you know a piece called The Drunker's Child? The first verse goes like this. A sweet child knelt at her mother's knee to say her evening prayer when all at once a drunkard's step rang out upon the stair. There's ten verses. It always makes them cry, I tell you. Then I know a lot more stuff, and dances, of course. All right, go on and tell me what you'll make me do if I stay here. Learn to speak correct? Do you mean grammar? I won't study that. I don't like that. Study real poetry? No, sir. I want funny pieces, or sad ones. I don't want no poetry. Spelling? And deportment? Well, I guess not. I ain't gonna study none of those things. If you won't teach me some new pieces and some new steps, 
I won't learn nothing. What's the use? I don't need none of those things in my business. I'm making good everywhere now. I guess I don't want none of your finishing school. Well, I'll be off. And break the news to Mother. So long. Little Pearl flounces out. End of sketch 18.